Good afternoon and welcome to the show. Wow, what a week in the headlines of real estate. I'm just, you know what? It's unbelievable some weeks. All the different conflicting stories we get. It almost makes my head spin. You know, after uh, after being in this business for so many years, I keep looking at what people are telling us, all the numbers, the facts, the figures, the government, all the associations weighing in. And I'm hoping that I can clarify this week in the news. Also, just so you know, you're going to want to stay put uh, later in the hour. I have three special guests joining me. I'll just start off by saying past, present, and future. You can find out if you stay tuned. You're going to find out a lot of information in the world of real estate. But first, let me cover off a couple of stories, obviously making the headlines this week. The first one, which is the biggest one, and no surprise, is where is the market going? Right now, they're calling the number 8% on the way down. And so for the month of June, they're saying that the sale price of properties dropped by 8% on the average. So if we take a look at the average on the in Ontario being the 793,000 dropping 69,000 month over month. So when we talk about price reductions, we have to be careful because if we go year over year, there was actually a 6.3% increase from June 2016 to June 2017. Now remember, whenever you uh, whenever you listen to my show, I want to give you the straight good it's not just the the sky is falling or the world's on fire. We're not in that marketplace, and we have to be very cautious. Yes, the uh, the month to month from April to May was off. Now May to June is off. So what are we absorbing? Are we absorbing some of the huge run up that we had in March? I would say so for sure. But then what happens? We turn around and we get a release them, and we are now being told that the market is set for a year over year. So are they going to take it for the twelve months? year-over-year increase between 13 and 18% in the market. Well, when I listen to a lot of the comments on on the internet and a lot of the articles, people are saying, hang on, wait a minute, we've got situations where the Toronto market is softening in some neighborhoods very quickly. We've got other areas in the 905 that are softening very quickly. And then we've got people that are saying, wait a minute, uh, you know, the market's actually going up month over month. So, what is happening with this market? And did the Kathleen Wynne government win on this one? Well, if we go back to that number I just gave you, that month over month, you saw a $70,000 reduction on the average price of a home. What does that represent after tax dollars to your property? Well, to yourself, because of course, capital gains is tax exempt. If you lost $70,000, how long does it take for you to earn that? And I want you to think about that next June when you go to the polls, if this stays the course. And of course, most people are saying, ah, but you're bashing the government. No, I'm not. I don't believe necessarily what they did was at the best time. I don't think that they they should have done everything uh, that they did. I still struggle with some of the things they've implemented, especially, you know, if you've been listening to this show, I've got a few issues with things like, um, I don't know, uh, rent control, um, talking to us about foreign buyers that we have to make sure that we tax them 15% with no warning, uh, all sorts of things. But All in all, you know what, we can get past that, we'll move on, and let's have a talk about foreign buyers, because right now, this week as well, 
The board actually was able to deduct the fact that the number of foreign buyers actually buying in the Golden Horseshoe area, 4.7% of home sales that closed in the Golden Horseshoe uh, in the months following April 20th. So before they implemented everything, 4.7% were bought by foreign buyers. That's a far cry from the number that they were trying to infer. They thought that they were controlling the marketplace. Now, what the other part of the report is, of course, is that there are certain specific neighborhoods that are way higher. And I would agree with that. They've picked on a few neighborhoods. Foreign buyers will say, listen, we want to live there. Our family members live there. Yes, we want to move there. But would this also create a problem when we talk about speculation? Because one of the problems that a lot of people are concerned about is that foreign buyers speculating where we're not seeing foreign buyers selling. And this was the thing that I think that people have to understand and analyze. Foreign buyers aren't coming in necessarily to to buy and sell, speculate, make profit. They're actually trying to leave their money here in Canada where they believe it to be a safe haven. So 4.7% foreign buyers. But the speculators are the ones that might have fallen off. And this is why we're starting to see the market, you know, quiet down. And we should, because at the pace that it was going at, when we look at the run-up in March, it was just too much. There was just at 33% increase uh, month over month, you know, year over year. When we start seeing these kind of numbers, it's an, a market out of control. Now, a couple other things that we've got to be concerned about, or do we? Interest rate increase. So Government of Canada is taking a look. The Bank of Canada is saying that chances are what we are going to see an interest rate hike. Right now we're sitting at 0.5 and the potential of going to 0.75 is becoming more and more a reality. What will happen to interest rates in your mortgage? Well, when prime goes up, this will affect the people that are right now with a variable. But one of the things that we found, and it wasn't that long ago that prime was at 1%. I don't know how many of you were buying the properties, you know, 08, 9, 10, 11, 12, before they started playing with prime, but you could still get a really good mortgage rate under 3%. For those of you that have got accustomed to this 2.5%, you need to ask somebody that's probably had home ownership for the last 25 years and find out what 14% felt like in comparison. So the money will remain affordable. It's up to you to make a decision at this point. What can you afford? Keeping in mind that yes, it's going to probably go up another quarter point in in between, let's say, July and October, then October maybe to the end of the year. So right now, it's one of those things that we're going to watch. And of course, we'll check in with the pros to let us know where mortgage rates are going to end up. But be, uh, be, be pretty confident. They are going to start moving them. Um, one of the things that I thought interesting was that um, our... Uh, our finance minister here in Ontario, Mr. Souza, he turned around and one of the things that he wanted to let everybody know, or at least he made a point of making everybody know, he believes that the the cautionary part and why the market's going backwards a little wasn't exactly what they implemented. It's the perception, the psychology of everything. Psychologically, people are sitting there saying, okay, a foreign buyer's not going to buy my property. So that means that we're not going to get the same price. And the buyers are saying, well, we don't have as much competition, so we can wait. Well, I think we're going to return to a little bit more balanced market, but I would have to tell you that over the next 12 to 18 months, I think we will see a return of the prices. So do not panic. The one thing you do not have to do is panic, unless of course you were a speculator and you thought you're going to make some quick money and get out. Well, 
getting out may not be an option right now. And this is where you're going to play landlord. And of course, with the new rules uh, under landlord tenant board uh, that the wind government implemented, when we take a look at the fact that everybody's got rent control uh, before it was up until 1991, uh, November, anything built before that, there was rent control. Now every property will have rent control and they're going to limit you the ability to be able to increase your rent. So if you're speculating and you're speculating on rent, don't do it. Remember, there's a couple rules that you need to follow when buying investment properties. One and the most important one is cash flow. If you're not going to get cash flow and you think you're going to speculate so the value goes up, I tell you to probably hold off right now. Now, the other thing is, of course, uh, in the news, we hear a lot about people talking about uh, acronyms like ARIA, RICO, RIBA, all these sort of things. Well, what we know right now is that there's a big push to potentially fine agents more if they go offside. Uh, how you can report that is you can go to the Real Estate Council of Ontario, and it's kind of the after the fact, the barn door is already open, horse is gone, but you can ask them to chase down the horse. And in that case, they act like the enforcers of the law. So if you do have a situation where you, be- you believe that you have not been represented correctly, you can always go to RICO. You can look them up on the web. It's very easy. It's R-E-C-O and it's the Real Estate Council of Ontario. They are the watchdog for for realtors. But when we talk about what's going on with realtors, a lot of changes coming up in the near future. There will be more rules mandated on them. And of course, perhaps the fines will go up. Now, for those of you right now that are sitting there saying, oh, there he goes again. He's talking about realtors getting fined. Let's, Let's stop them from doing this. If you are a professional full-time realtor, you know I am not talking about you. In fact, a lot of you that have called into the show, and I thank you so much for listening, um, you know that I have the utmost respect for the full-time professional realtor. The people that actually do take their job seriously, it's not about the money, it's about actual profession. I commend all of you and uh, have worked with a lot of you over the years, and I would say that you know it's, it's a great uh, profession to, to work in as long as you take it as a profession. But of course, for those people that are just in there to make a quick buck and whatever happens, happens. Well, you know my answer. Um, I definitely think that Rico should turn around and take your license because that's just the way it should happen. But I can say that because in all fairness, if you don't feel that I've offended you, then you should have no problem with it because be a professional. You know what? Take care of people. You've got their biggest purchase of their lives in your hands. Keep that in mind always. Um, Listen, a lot going on, I think, for the rest of the summer that we are going to find interesting. I think that the month of July, it will slow down uh, from June, but I think we're going to finally feel uh, the typical cycle of a market. I think it's going to return. I think the summer market is actually going to be a summer market. And the most interesting thing is what will happen with the interest rates. I think that's the one that we're going to watch the most. Um, By the way, if you want to reach me, you can always reach out to me uh, through The Simple Investor. That's www.thesimpleinvestor.com. We always have things going on. In fact, we're going to be looking at a new release come the end of the summer. So if you want to be on the list to get information about one of our investment opportunities, don't miss out on it. So go to thesimpleinvestor.com. Also, if you have any questions for me, I'm happy to answer. I've had a few people call me and uh, just, you know what, wanted to get some clarity on a few things that is happening in this marketplace. And I'm always happy to answer. Um, I always want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in every single week. 
you know, we've been very fortunate. The show has grown over the years um, and it would not happen without you. And one of the things that I'm very fortunate at uh, or fortunate is having all these wonderful guests join us. In fact, uh, some of these people, they're just the ultimate professionals uh, from all uh, forms of real estate. And I can't thank them enough. So speaking of, when I come back, We've got past, present, future. You're going to want to definitely listen to this next group of visitors. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back. Well, as I said just before the break, I have a special group of guests today. And, you know, I, I, I want to equate it to this. If we were to turn around and put the same names kind of in order, it would be like putting Clinton, Bush, and Obama all in the same room, or you may be a future elect president. I don't want to say Trump because I don't think he's a president, but in my case, I'm really fortunate this week, and the Ontario Real Estate Association has been kind enough to extend the invite to the past president and the future president of ARIA. And so joining me right now, um, for everybody, you may remember Mr. Ray Ferris. He is the past president of Ontario Real Estate Association. Welcome back. Ray? Thank you very much. And I'm just trying to figure out whether I'm Clinton, Bush, or Obama. <laughs> well, at least I didn't call you Trump. <laughs> and and Atori, uh, I've got Atori uh, Cartarelli joining me. He is the current president of the Ontario Real Estate Association and, and a returning guest. Uh, welcome back. Thank you very much. And I will Pleasure not call you Trump, for sure. <laughs> okay. And since we have no idea who's going to, I don't know, maybe we'll call it an actor for the future president. And uh, I've got David Reed, and he is joining me in and he is president-elect for next year. And welcome to the show, David. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. You came in for a bit of a distance to get here. You're you're from the Muskoka area. I am, yeah. I came in from Gravenhurst with uh, millions of my friends coming down the highway, but uh, <laughs> I'm here safe and sound, so that's good. Now, would that be the mosquitoes that we're referring to? Because it's, <laughs> yeah. we're having a bit of a rough season up there right now. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we are. Got a few of them around up there. Yeah. So, and, and one of the things, just so you know, we've got a lot of listeners um, that actually do... I. I I, they call me and tell me, hey, Todd, listen, I, I listen to the show on the SoundCloud, by the way, don't forget, go to News Talk 1010, and you can definitely listen to any show anytime. And they actually tell me they listen to it on the way to the cottage. So we have a lot of cottage listeners. So hopefully you'll be able to sh- shed some light on, on a few things. But gentlemen, um, definitely interesting things coming down. This week, we heard, of course, that the real estate market is softening again in the month of June. Um, you all are from independent markets here across Ontario. Ray, I'll start with you. You and I have these conversations all the time about the market. Mm-hmm. Are you still feeling some heat in your marketplace in Port Rowan? Well, actually, our big problem in the Port Rowan marketplace, the Norfolk County marketplace right now, is still a lack of supply. We're still experiencing competing offers, maybe not as often as before, but uh, our big problem is still supply. Right. And so, Atoria, you know, you're in, you know, the sixth biggest city in Canada, Mississauga. Um, are you still finding some heat in that marketplace? <clears throat> so the there has been an increase in the number of listings. Right. Um, interestingly enough, though, consumer behavior is such 
that buyers today have a number one choice, but they don't have a number two. And so an increase in listings doesn't necessarily improve their situation. And in fact, prices have continued to still go up. Okay. And of course, David, um, being in the Muskoka area, we've heard a lot of, you know, things about Muskoka real estate. It's doing exceptionally well, not a lot of inventory kicking around. You know, there's a lot of reports in the last two months about cottage country, about how we're seeing a really strong increase up there. Yeah, it's been a really, this particular year has been probably the strongest set we've seen. We've had a lot of multiple offer situations and we've had a limited supply, which helped, you know, the laws of supply and demand. And we've seen a, a lot of multiple offers. Now it's starting to calm down a little bit. People are actually now enjoying their purchases and et cetera. So now, um, now in another few weeks, it'll ramp up again because one of the things where we are in our marketplace, a lot of people come up and visit friends and family and realize, you know what, this uh, cottage life is pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's where then uh, we get a little more... Uh, little more action again but right now it's fairly calm which is kind of nice because it's been a really the 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 ramp up to the yeah, i was gonna July. say the last really yeah the busy. last the last two years actually it's it's the muskoka's you know all cottage country um you know um ray you're out in some vacation areas too. Mm-hmm. you you mentioned that um and and one of the reasons why is because we had our report this week of course that said uh the month of june prices are down uh, by eight percent, and when they take a overall, and and I think I think part of what skews all these numbers is the Toronto market. Everybody believes, and I know you gentlemen sitting in the room, we don't believe that the only real estate market is Treb. Of course, the Toronto Real Estate uh, uh, Board. It, that's not the only one. We've got a diverse area, of course, <clears throat> in Ontario. We've got all sorts of marketplaces. You know, uh, out in Windsor area has been doing exceptionally well. London. You know, we're always talking to the mayors out there. So one of the things that we do know, though, is right now they're saying. The month of June is down 8% from the month of May. Now, year over year, though, still a 6.3% increase. Um, Tori, do you think that this is just kind of a natural reaction that we can feel coming from the, you know, uh, the approach that the government put into place back a couple of months ago? Well, I think it's still too early to uh, to come to that conclusion or to qualify that assessment. Um, obviously, it's had an impact. It's probably had more of a uh, an emotional type of an impact, and it has a business uh, factor at this point. Maybe in a couple of months' time, we'll be able to assess the business side of it a little bit better. But it's definitely had an emotional side to it. Um, However, look, the the sellers still want to get their prices. They're sitting longer, but they're not necessarily softening up. Buyers, as David said a minute ago, even in the Toronto area, have a bit more time to consider things. But just the fact that there's more listings there doesn't necessarily improve their situation. So I think the, the bottom line is still, if you're a buyer and you see the property that you want, you should move on that. Yeah. Uh, you may not have uh, a similar choice a week or two from now. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really good good point, actually. And, you know, the the truth is, and, and I think w- all the media plays into this, where the sky is falling, right? You know, we hear this. I know you're always, you know, you're always uh, checking the web, looking at all the articles that are out there. You know, if you read some of these articles coming out of some of the newspapers that are not going to be mentioned currently on this show that could <laughs> potentially be sponsoring us, um, you know, some of the, <laughs> I'm sorry, some of the crap and drivel that gets out there is the fact that the sky is falling. And yet, when you take a look at it, so we're year over year, we're up. Um, yeah, perhaps, you know, we're seeing a little bit more inventory. Uh, the Potentially, we're looking at some interest rate increases. Um, but, you know, even if we went up a half a point, we're still going to be below 3% for interest rates. 
you know, I can remember when I bought my very first house years ago and interest rates at that time were 8%. And I thought that was fantastic at that time. <laughs> I was just thrilled with 8%. <clears throat> In hindsight, you know, you that was a lot of money. You guys are too young. I was 24%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually, I think my first house was 11%. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, gentlemen, listen, I'm going to have you stay put. Uh, folks, if you're just tuning in, I've got the past present and future uh, presence of Aria joining us. And we're going to be talking more about uh, a lot of stuff you're seeing in the news and how Aria is actually standing up for the consumers and pushing back. And, you know, it's a lot. I think if you tuned in the last couple of weeks, you would have heard me uh, discuss this with a few different parties. And we're definitely going to touch on that. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back. If you're just tuning in, I have a special group of guests joining me uh, right now in the studio. It is Mr. Ray Ferris. He is the past president of Ontario Real Estate Association as well. His colleague is Atori Cardarelli, and he is now the current president of ARIA. And then I've got the president-elect, David Reed. And so, as the group said, we don't know how David's going to do, but we will in the near future. Gentlemen, uh, you know, just before the break, we're talking about uh, what's going on. And, you know, it's funny because when my producer, Ian Grant, mentioned to me that I could have the three of you on, I felt, okay, do I play the role of Scrooge, you know, it's like the past, uh, past Christmas, present, and, and future. Yeah. You know, I wasn't sure, sure. so I kind of felt that. You know, we just need a couple other players on it, and we'll be all set. Um, but uh, when we when we talk about uh, the Ontario Real Estate Association, um, you know what, David, I'm going to let you chime in because you had to have gotten elected. Can you tell us about ARIA and what it actually stands for, other than the Ontario Real Estate Association? But <laughs> yes, well, that's the, that's the obvious. <laughs> It's funny when I, ARIA being our provincial body, it, it represents, we had a lot of number of pillars in terms of we, we were responsible for education, bringing people to, to get to the point where they could become real estate agents. There's a part where a big part, and that's one of the reasons all three of us are here is the training, the leadership development. There's a tremendous aspect of ARIA that involves training future volunteers. Right. A lot of great information, a lot of great people, a lot of great training that helps and it helps motivate you to want to move on. And that's why we're all three in the positions that we are right now. There's um, marketing, the communications aspect of it. And we've got a wonderful marketing department, as you see a lot of uh, our information now. We've, we've moved some resources to um, make that a major focus for us, public relations. And, of course, what many people realize and understand is a real core value for us is government relations and advocacy, standing up for the consumer, standing up for fellow realtors. And that's a big part of what ARIA does, and we're really proud of that. And now with our new, I don't know what time we stopped calling him our new CEO and just our CEO, Sure. but Tim Hudak has a wonderful 21-year background in provincial politics, and he brings a lot of his network, a lot of great information and insight in addition to the team that we have, which is exceptional. So we're really seeing some great inroads made, and we'll probably talk a little bit about that with respect to a, yeah. a review of the Real Estate Business Brokers Act. So we had a, a, lot of, a lot of resources and a lot of talent around that government relations piece. So that's a real big focus on what we do with, with ARIA. Sure. You know, um, being in real estate as long as I've been in it, uh, you know, we've always known ARIA being the association that all realtors are a member of. And, and, and uh, unfortunately, um, you know, 
when they when they start off going to school, they get their they go through their different phases, they get licensed, and then they kind of forget about Aria, other than oh yeah, my board dues are <laughs> yeah, we've got their our dues that are payable every single year. But short of that, um, I don't know necessarily if the consumers you know really understand what a role that they're playing, especially now with with Tim coming in, you know, with uh, people like yourselves, you know, I'm I'm finding that the presidents of Aria now are being more active than we've ever seen. And and again, that's not to slight any of the past presidents, because I, I, I've known, you know, numerous uh, over the years. But the truth is, is that now we're really seeing, and maybe that has to do with the fact that we're dealing with so much technology. You know, Atori, one of the things for yourself, being the current president, you know, you've got, uh, you're wearing quite a few hats right now. You know, you've got to be talking to, obviously, your your real estate association, but also the public. So there's kind of that, that middle ground that you're playing with. Yeah, indeed. Um, so we, we want to make sure that our positions not only reflect value and strength for our members, who are our number one um, uh, f- source of focus, but that we have public support when we do that, that, that the, there is a mutual interest that links somewhere. And we have been traditionally active, perhaps more so this year, because we seem to be in the midst of a lot of changes. Um, on the other hand, uh, you know, um, 20 years ago when, when the Real Estate Council of Ontario was created, we, we were able to get busloads of realtors out to the general meeting before that body was created. And so the activity level was very high at that point as well. So there have been situations in the past where uh, presidents have been able to mobilize our membership. But this is a time now where, where as David has said, we're reviewing the, the uh, business Brokers Act. Uh, we've got policy changes that are being put into place by the government. And with an election starting to loom, new government programs take us in different directions. So we have an obligation to respond and we're taking full advantage to do that. Sure. So one of the things that I do understand, because I did have uh, Tim Hudak on the other week, and you know we did have this conversation about the, the win government approach to cooling the market. Okay. And I know that most of you, could, that's a hot potato. So what I'll do is I'll go to Ray on this one <laughs> because Ray is what we call the past president. But Ray, when, when we talked about it, because you and I did have a discussion about, right. about the approach that was being utilized here. And when we take a look at the big picture, a couple of things that we you and I both recognized, there were some things that were probably necessary and some things that definitely were not necessary. And I think that definitely it has created a, a problem for your average consumer. And this was definitely a political plague. Uh, case in point, um, now rent control right across the board. Mm-hmm. Okay, that one, you know, um, as as a, a landlord and a developer, you look at it uh, saying, okay, now you want to limit us for our abilities to do things. So it means that we're not going to bring in any more inventory. But the claim is, is that they believe that everything should be affordable, but they weren't focusing enough on inventory. Um, what do you think? Was there is there one measure that you think that made sense? And what about the measures that don't? Well, I mean, as Etere alluded to at the top of the show, we have not yet seen the results of the announcement. So it's it's a little bit premature to comment on what's going to work and what's not going to work. But keep in mind that um, when that announcement was made in late April, that was a time when we historically see new listings coming on the market anyways. New listings come on the market in the spring. So a lot of the changes that have happened in the real estate market are as a result of the seasonality of the market in that 
the numbers of listings traditionally increase in the spring and summer markets. So I'm not so sure um, that that wasn't just a natural part of the real estate market and the seasonality of it. I agree 100%. I don't want her taking credit for it. Is what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, because we know, we, you know, and, and we'll talk more about that. But right now, gentlemen, um, I have a guest that is calling in right now, and it's Mr. Tim Hudak. Tim, welcome to the show. Hello, gentlemen, all presidents. Hello. <laughs> Greetings. I was, I was listening to the show, and I just had a call in. Tim, did you hear David <laughs> call you old now? We're not going to call you the new CEO anymore. <laughs> Listen, I've been called a lot of things, so I'm going to take whatever I can get. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like listening to Bobby Orr, Gretzky, and Mario Lemieux all on the same panel. Wow, look at that, guys. Oh, he, he just elevated you. I thought Absolutely. we were going to be referred to as the three wise men. Yeah. Thanks for that, Commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, I, I just want to say, too, as uh, CEO and on behalf of the team at ARIA, I really appreciate uh, the leadership and the wisdom we get through these three gentlemen, certainly working with that and Ray, and then David in his capacity as incoming president. Like, these guys uh, sacrifice a tremendous amount. Each of them runs their own small business, by the way. Plus, they're dedicating God knows how many hours every week to advancing not only the cause of the importance of having a realtor when you're making a housing purchase or sale, but they're really standing up for average Ontarians who want to get in the market and have a better future. And I just think these guys are doing an outstanding job, despite the fact they actually have full-time jobs outside of being president. When I had you on the show last week, you and I had uh, some really good discussions on uh, on what's going on. And one of the things I think that is commendable is that ARIA is now stepping up with so much more uh, emphasis on the public and the realtors. So I think I think part of that, um, you know, the, the gentlemen here are giving you a lot of credit, but I think that uh, just in general, I think that as a whole, that you you guys are really taking a focus in the right direction. Yeah, well, look, I mean, that's that's typically modest of uh, Etre and Ray and David to say, and, and I appreciate that, my team does. But look, these are the guys who uh, who give us a direction. They're the ones who map out the strategy. They speak on behalf of Ontario's 70,000 realtors and the you know, hardworking men and women that, that they fight for every day. So I just say it's been it's an enormous pleasure working for them and benefiting from their wisdom. And I'll tell you, these guys are available around the clock, right? I mean, I, I'll send them a message, you know, how do you want to handle this situation or what do you want to say here? And they're available 24-7, despite the fact that... Uh, they actually are running their own businesses and dedicating this as public service. Well, listen, Tim, thanks for calling in. We greatly appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk with you soon. You bet. Thanks for great work, gentlemen. See you, Tim. Safe travels. Thank you. All righty, folks, that was Mr. Tim Hudak, and uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask some difficult questions. I'm going to see who wants to take it on, so stay with us. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back to the show. So if you're just tuning in, you definitely want to go to the SoundCloud and pick up the rest of the show because my guests today have uh, it's been very informative and we're going to ask some difficult questions but before I get to those questions I'll reintroduce my guests uh, past president of ARIA Mr. Ray Ferris, current president Atari Cardarelli and future president David Reed. Uh, gentlemen um, you know we've been having a great discussion today so far regarding you know a lot of the things that ARIA um, is getting involved in, their focus 
service, you know, who they represent, of course, the, the I would say all the realtors in Ontario, but um, a lot of stuff in the news lately. And I'm going to leave, I'll let, I, I, I'm going to let somebody buzz in here on this one because I got to ask <laughs> right now, a uh, couple of hot topics. Uh, first and foremost, um, we're looking at the double ending scenario. You, you know, we have just come through what I would say probably one of the hottest markets we've ever seen in Canada for the last 18 to 24 months. Um, the idea now of cracking down and saying agents should not be allowed to double end. Um, who wants to, and double end, so just everybody understands, uh, let me let me clarify that, is that a agent will represent both the buyer and the seller in a transaction, which means they have the property listed, and then they also represent a buyer. Keeping in mind that when you talk about, this is regarding to an agent, not the brokerage, because when you list your property, it is actually, the listing is with the brokerage, not just the realtor. So now we're talking about the one individual realtor is going to represent both parties. Who wants to weigh in on this? Well, I think let me, we should let our president let me, start. Let, right. me go, <laughs> let me go first, and then I think we'll all have a little bit to say on that, and that's to, to emphasize what you just touched on, which is double-ending is not really the issue. And double-ending refers, if you will, in a simplistic form to the financial side of the equation. Mm-hmm. Multiple representation is the issue, right. and who does what for who. Mm-hmm. And that requires proper disclosures. I won't go through those. I'll leave that for, for my colleagues to get into those kinds of details. So there are two different issues. Um, the question of getting of getting money from both sides of the equation isn't necessarily the same question as the one of multiple representation. So let's just keep those two things separate. Sure. So so representing. So in other words, and 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 just again going back for clarity here, we have to make sure that everybody understands. If you were if you are a practicing realtor, the person that you're representing, you have to do proper res- representation for. I would say their best interest is a a good way of saying it, but you can't represent two people in their best interests at the same time. It's almost impossible. Now, we know that realtors have done it for years. Uh, Tori, you've been around in the Mississauga area for a long time, you know, uh, myself as well. But it's really difficult, especially when we now hop into a, you know, multiple offer situation, and there's got to be a winner and a loser. And I mean, we were seeing, you know, you can see 5, 10, 15, 20, 50, 100 offers coming in on a property. How can you, as a realtor, represent, you know, the buyer, but represent representing the seller all on the same. It, it, it's really tough. I mean, it's a difficult thing to do. I personally think that perhaps this is the right way to go. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know, Ray, what do you think? I've been a realtor for 21 years now, Todd, as you know, I have represented both buyer and seller in several transactions without any problems whatsoever. A well-educated consumer who has all of their choices provided to them and are aware of all of the options and ramifications for their consideration will have a successful transaction. And I would be afraid to take away multiple representation or double ending, whatever it's called, away from a consumer. And let's use this as an example. You want to come out to my neighborhood and buy a cottage. And you want to work with me because you know, like, and trust me. Or you recognize that I'm an expert in that market. If I said to you, I'm sorry, Todd, I'm not allowed to represent you in this transaction 
and you came back to Toronto to use a realtor to represent you in that transaction. 100%. You'd be working with a realtor who maybe you didn't know, who doesn't know market value in the area where you yep. want to buy a property, and doesn't know simple things such as when is the garbage pickup, where is the closest hospital, can I get a doctor locally, are there lawyers who can help me close this transaction as well. So you're taking away consumer choice, and that is something that I have a big problem with. Which I agree with you 100%. There was a caveat in, in that whole discussion, and I know that, that in the smaller marketplaces, so marketplaces like yourself, that the idea of representing both a buyer and seller should not be taken away. Because there's only, let's say you only have, you know, 30 people in, in, in your area that are transacting in real estate, I understand. I think where they were pushing it, and because everybody I'm sure saw the marketplace edition uh, where they turn around and saw realtors sitting there saying, oh yeah, don't worry, we'll get it for you. And anyways, there was a huge, huge kerfuffle behind it. But at the end of the day, I think that I think that one of the double ending issues is they're going after the TREB market, okay, the Toronto Real Estate Board market. When I talk about the Toronto market, there was just, you know, there could be 400 agents in the same neighborhood. And I think that this was one of their concerns is because there were so many people trying to get the fish off the bone. But when we take a look at a marketplace like yours, okay, there's not that many people that can represent. But even in a large market, I don't believe the issue is the practice of multiple representation. The issue is bad behavior, and right. that's what we need to clamp down on. Fair enough. The double ending itself is only 1% of, of the total sales historically. Right. So it's not a big portion. The difficulty we have in, in our industry is that any at any particular point in time, 10% of the people are making 90% of the money. So yep. that 1% gets modified a little bit, uh, amplified a little bit more. Um, in the situation where you have multiple offers, the difficulty becomes that, as, as we've said before in previous shows, when you have 20 offers, only one sale occurs. Yes. So now you have 19 agents that didn't succeed. Right. And because, they, because their buyers don't have a number two choice necessarily, there's not 19 sales the day after. That's right. part of that craziness of the market. So if you happen to be part of the 19 that lose out for four or five months, Months in a row, then some sensitive buttons are going to start to get pushed. And as Ray said, it comes back to behavior. Right. Um, now, are, you're, you're referring to behavior of the agent. Of the agent. Of the representative. Okay. Right. So do we do we find them more if they have bad behavior? I mean, we, we and, and we had Rico on, a real estate council of Ontario, back a little while ago, and we had discussions that they are the aftermath. So they are, if something goes wrong, they normally get called in later. Later, okay, but are are the fines enough? Should there be more, David? Any take on that? Obviously, and there's been a lot of press on this. We talk about the bad behavior, and it's important that we address that. And that's addressed in a number of ways. Education, you could belong to a brokerage, and you could have two other realtors in your brokerage. Right. So we work with the brokers of record as well, and, and the broker managers, etc. So it's, we really feel there's an education piece there to highlight as well. There's a lot of paperwork. Somebody referenced it earlier about paperwork, etc. And these are things, and now with electronic format of things, it's, it's really incumbent on us and every single realtor to really know the paperwork, know what it is, and don't just go willy-nilly getting your clients, you're uh, signing this, that. There's a, it's really important for us to disclose just what is happening, because it's very easy to get a uh, mountain of paperwork develops fairly quickly. 
And we really have to watch that. You know that in the real estate industry, you have your professionals. They are awesome. And then you have the the people that make a bad name for it. And those are the people that are normally brought front and center all the time because you hear about all the bad realtors. People don't do no good realtors. But our problem is this. And, and you know, you, you, you kind of touched on it there about, you know, the education and aspect of things. But... You can take a duck to water, but you can't make him swim, you know, or a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, whatever the analogy would be. But sometimes you just don't, you have people that they're just there for the money. How do we weed them out? And that's one of the things we're looking at now. We have to get tougher. Um, and we're talking about it. You're hearing Tim talking about it. You're hearing different radio interviews. You're seeing press about it. This is something that we all, like I like the word profession because we're professionals. Yep. And we need to work in a professional manner. Unfortunately, every profession has some poor actors. So I don't think it's unique to real estate. It's important for us, and we want to stand up as leaders of Aria. We want to shut it down as much as we can. So we don't have a problem with that. Right. Now we're just working through the details. We're looking at some government reviews with respect to the Real Estate Business Brokers Act. Right. You know, we should not be able to profit from this bad behavior. And we're all for cleaning that up. But at the same time, we don't want to shine a light on the very small segment. You know, we have a Realtors Care Foundation when we're hundreds of thousands of dollars that are being... Re- so sometimes, and I know I've talked to some out in the street, they're seeing a lot of this press, and yes, we do want to clean it up. But at the same time, we don't want to forget about all of the wonderful things that are being happening happening around us too. We just finished a Realtors Care Foundation ride, raising money. So these are all key points too. We like to shine the light on that as well. But at the same time, recognize we got to work on cleaning this up. As the past president, I know David was trying to be politically correct in what he was saying there, but to answer your question bluntly, we believe that it's too easy to get into the real estate business and it's too hard to get kicked out. If you have done something egregiously wrong in a real estate transaction, you shouldn't have the opportunity to trade in real estate any longer. I like that. You know, Ray, you and I have had some really good, honest conversations and I do believe exactly in that. Get rid of the bad apples. You know, Hopefully, in the next little while, we're going to see some, you know, measures put into place that everybody can, can, you know, agree on. And it's going to be yourself and some of the other associations out there. We're going to have to see if everybody plays nice in the sandbox. But I just want to thank um, all three of you for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure having you. As you know, I like to reach out to each and every one of you every once in a while, bring you back on the show. And so, uh, David, I, I look to, to look to be able to have you on in the future. Uh, Tori, I'm sure you and I are going to continue to have our conversations. Ray, Always a pleasure. And uh, gentlemen, I'd like to thank all three of you for, for coming on today. Thanks, Todd. Thank, thank you, Todd. You. Enjoyed it. Very Excellent. So, folks, what a pleasure. Ray Ferris, Satori Cardarelli, and President-elect uh, David Reed joining me this hour. Also, Tim Hudak giving us a buzz. Uh, I just want to thank everybody and thank you for listening. Uh, Ian Grant for making it simple, as you do every single week for me. And um, remember, tune in next week at 3 p.m. If you missed part of the show, go to the SoundCloud. You can pick it up a little bit later. I'm your host, Todd Z. Slater. You've been listening to Simply Real Estate right here on News Talk 1010.